Alright everybody, welcome back to another week. This is episode number 9 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast. With us is your boy, Mr. Colin Budney. And for the first time, we have on the beautiful, the wonderful, Mr. James Iovine. What's up, my dude? What's up, dude? How you doing? We are, What's up, we are, everybody? We are doing this through the magic of Skype. Uh, dude, I can't believe technology is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It is, it is. It's bringing us all together and shit like that. And shit. <laughs> It's the only way we can be together right now. I know we're we're obeying the quarantine. We're we're social distancing. We're doing all that good stuff, dude. This is about as social distancing as you can get right now. I know we're out here doing the most social distancing possible. Yeah, uh, Erica came over for like twenty minutes the other day, and that did not fly well in my household. It was like, yo, germs. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> there's germs everywhere. It's uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, James, what have you been up to in your time, dude? So I have been actually I've been actually working, which is yeah. For for those who don't know, other than being a drummer, Jimmy's family also owns a very famous bar and restaurant in Philadelphia and a produce market. So yeah, you you got to keep it flowing, dude. Got to keep the money flowing. Got to keep got the money moving. Money you know how moving. it is. If we the, uh, the bar is the bar is shut down. The bar obviously is not, yeah, but I know we're doing some produce orders, a lot of online orders. That's pretty much where I've been, the head of making sure all the online owners come in and are shopped correctly and then go out to the customer with good, you know, quality and stuff like that. You know, all that jazz. Uh, If it means anything, what I've been doing is uh, watching The Office and uh, (laughs) writing songs and recording and doing like podcast or I'm sorry, like FaceTime, Skype uh, songwriting sessions. And I'm getting some good shit out of it, but I edited together the uh, "That's How It Goes" video, and that went beautifully. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. that looks great, dude. It does look great. It does. Uh, I wonder how many through- comments we're gonna get on me touching my face. But <laughs> <laughs> you're by yourself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just cue the cu- curb your enthusiasm music right now. All right, yeah. So, all right, let's go. So, obviously, we're still on coronavirus lockdown. The world shut down, dude. This is insane. This is something that's gonna be written about in history books. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, we're part of history. That's for damn sure. They're going to be talking good, about this. It's not a good thing that we're part yeah. of history. Yeah. <laughs> when history I was I your age. <laughs> I saw a great meme today, and it was like, uh, it was a picture of like an old dude and a, a kid talking to an old dude, and it was like, Dad, what wh- what did you do during the great coronavirus outbreak of, <laughs> of 2020? And the dad said, fired up the PS4 and got super fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, man. It's all we got right now. I was thinking about diving back into some PS4. I thought you were going to say diving back into weed. And I was going to be like, do your thing, dude. Do your thing. No, the (laughs) last thing I need in a global pandemic is the paranoia that comes with marijuana. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. There's germs everywhere. There's germs everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I'll be freaking All right, so we've been – I've done this podcast with Eric – I've done it with Will. I've done it with Ken. But this has been one I've specifically been ready for because I fucking love you. And I, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> your voice is perfect for this. Give me your worst Philly accent right now. Uh, dude, you know, we're just locked down right now. I can only get my fucking sky roll on delivery. <laughs> oh it's my fucking God. insane, dude. I'm trying to make some minestrone and I can't because the acme's out of scattle. <laughs> to those who aren't from Philadelphia, this isn't going to make any goddamn sense, but I'm, no, I'm no, proud no. of it. Well, I mean, they might understand me. You know what's <laughs> funny, yo? I've been, I've been, I got, so I got married in October, as we've covered about a thousand times on this podcast, and uh, er- Eric and uh, his brother Kevin gave me a gigantic, like, 
three liter bottle of whiskey for my wedding gift. And I was like, I'll never be able to finish that. And I think because of quarantine, I'm about like three quarters of the way down. <laughs> Just searching. I've had what a bag you- stock of like bad Michelob Ultras and I've been cutting Ew. through a couple a night. <laughs> what has been your... Uh- like, what have you been doing? Like, because I, I mean, like the po- our band group chat's dry as fuck right now because nobody's fucking doing anything. Yeah, so nobody's what have you doing been- anything, and nobody wants to answer anyway. <laughs> what have, what have you been doing? Sitting. I've been watching a lot of seasons of Survivor. Dude, you've been telling me about this. Like, you Dude. and Ken both have been trying to put me on Survivor. Like, what is the Dude, deal? Dude, I'm this? telling you. Yo, by the way, Ken's got a mustache now. <laughs> Yo, all right, real, real yeah, talk. Sidetrack. Real but. talk, yo, Ken Ken drops in the group chat this morning with the best mustache of all time. See, I've been I completely shaved my face, so Dana thinks I look like I'm twelve. So if you yeah. see in the camera, I got no facial hair at all. I look like a baby. But on the other hand, yo, yo, Ken's I have not ta- I have not taken a hat off in like a solid week. My shit is like wolfing right now. Uh, I got no fade. Usually, I got a nice clean shaven head. This shit is wackadoo. Yeah, what are you? Because I mean, you shave your own head. I shave my own head, and I can go shave my own head right now. But I, <laughs> what's I, the point? It's just not been worth it. Do you want to do that? Let's do that live on the stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All no. right. But so, um, yeah, yeah. But what Survivor, have you been up to? man. I've been trying to get you into it. Ken, me and Ken, fucking talk about it. There's like, it's one of the best shows. It holds up every what single season? time. What season are you on? Like fifty eight. Well, this the the show is currently on its fortieth season, and they brought back, I think, twenty different people who won the game, million dollar winners, Jesus. to play again. And that's how you know because they've had forty seasons, so they've had forty winners. They can get twenty that are still, at least you know. Alive. Survivor hits a, yeah. Survivor hits a little too close to home right now for me. I don't think I can deal with <laughs> Survivor. <laughs> it's too um. it's too real. Oh man, <laughs> the the fight uh, for the coconuts is too real. Yeah, it's literally, I've been going to the grocery store doing the fight for the coconuts in real life, and I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. The toilet paper, the toilet paper struggles. Bro, I got to to like things at toilet paper last week, and I got so hyped. I was like, yo, I legit have fucking. I am stocked up. Right. I am the king of the apocalypse. It's going down. <laughs> All right, so let's go into like what the fuck is going on right now. So obviously, we're in the throes of this shit, and. uh I don't know, man. I've been doing. I've been doing my best to keep it all together. Uh, whether well. you stay, whether you stay, or you go. I know you know better. Mm-hmm. This is the life we chose for reasons no one knows. This this is the life we didn't choose. This yeah, life I know. we this had no <laughs> choice for. Oh God! <laughs> but nah, dude. I don't. That's know. how it I goes, been, though, man. I just been writing a lot, and I got the home studio set up right now. So I've been sending Jimmy. I can't program for shit. So yeah. this is all. Um, but I got something. I got something cooking. I got some nice shit. But I got some great interviews lined up for the podcast, dude. I've just been yeah, man. That's good. Getting it done. Well, nobody uh, else is doing anything, so they should get on the podcast. You know, it oddly enough has somehow like leveled the playing field of the music industry, and in that nobody can do anything. Nobody can tour, and even like the most like I don't know like up there bands are all kind of in the same posi- position right now. It's 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 fucking odd. Yeah, using used correctly, this could be an actually really good time. I mean, at the end of the podcast, we'll go into, like, possibilities of, like, what could be a positive out of this. Because me and Will did that, right. too, and I, I like that conversation. But, yeah. obviously, main focus here is not getting any old people sick, not fucking spreading this shit around, and just, you know, being a good citizen. Yeah. Be, be kind right. to your fellow Americans. 
be kind to your fellow man, man. and woman. Yeah, man is a species, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let's go into, Jimmy, if you have listened to this before, we go into our first segment every time. It's called The Wildest Shit That I've Seen on the Internet This Week. Yeah. And uh, All right, so I haven't gone over these with Jimmy yet, so I'm just going to hear you react. All right, number one, the number one thing that is running the internet right now is Tiger King on Netflix. Have you watched it yet? No, I've been oh, hearing man. great things, though. I feel like it's going to be nuts. Me and Kaylee, are, we have it on the list. All right, give me give me a second to just vent for a minute, because Dana made me watch it this morning, and I I just I. What's it about? Man. All right, so I'll give me a synopsis. Yeah. There's this dude. I forget his fucking name because I just can't like get the images of these people out of my head. He's this dude from Oklahoma, who runs a like a janky ass like home wildlife like, preserve. Yeah, but he has like 130 tigers, all these exotic animals and shit. In Oklahoma? And yeah. No, th- listen. There is fucking... So he is a, a polygamist with two husbands. He fucking has all these exotic animals. Everybody that works for him is either missing all of their teeth, all of their... Or like one of their limbs... Um. I, dude, it's impossible to. I can't describe this. There's murder. Everybody is incredibly ugly. Like, <laughs> it's impossible to try and describe. It's fucking oh my God. insane, Jim. I have no words as to like what the fuck this is. And the memes are out of control. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Oh my God, the memes are incredible. But more than anything, I literally couldn't watch it anymore because everybody's so fucking hard to look at. Like it's hard to explain. Like <laughs> the whole time, I just kept being like, "How are? How do people look like this?" And like, I'm not gonna ruin the show for you because I right. all I'm gonna say is I did I not. That. I did not enjoy what I watched because it was like, <laughs> there's nobody to like, and, and everybody yeah. everybody's watching it. But like, you watch people get their fucking arms ripped off. There's like a federal <laughs> investigation. Christ. There's like fucking like people killing themselves <laughs> and fucking Jesus. This is wild. It's fucking. I gotta, I gotta catch this. I, I gotta catch this. It's all no hero. It sounds like there's no hero in this dude, story, but I still want to watch it. We're gonna have another recap where we do another episode between me and you, and there's just like no redeeming character. Everybody's gross, and fucking. First of all, it's a lot about cats. I don't like cats, so that automatically threw me off. Oh, I like cats. <laughs> I know oh, you do. Oh, are you? Yeah, me and Kayla are getting a kitten. Whatever you do, don't order a two thousand dollar Tyler Tiger Cub from this dude from Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, Noted. Uh, all right, so let's no, go. It's coming from Delco. <laughs> <laughs> let's go into our second, our second wildest shit that I seen on the internet. Wait, so let me get, let me get one in. It's not a wild thing that I saw on the internet, but I kind of think we should all do it. I think the band should get together. I'll put up money. I don't care. We okay. should all download like the Monopoly app. Monopoly. Yeah, and just get like a game going between all like seven of us, if we can, or like four of us. Wait, so that's what's popping on the internet right now? That's what's popping in Jimmy's internet. So it's it's like yeah, Jim, Jimmy's the king of like internet phone games and shit like that. Like uh, <laughs> I look at him with the thumbs up right now. Um, God yeah, flash, bro. I'm fu- I'm fucking down for. Maybe we'll go back to Farmville. Like remember Farmville back in? <laughs> I do remember. There people were into that. Dude, Farmville. Remember Subway Surfer? Do you remember that? I don't. All right, that's so a graffiti one, right? Yeah, and you had to like jump. Over, it's a fucking long story, but all right, so Monopoly's <laughs> on there. I got one. So there's been a lot. People are so bored. People have been doing these online generators of like. So it's like, all right, uh, your birth month 
is your quarterback and your your birth date is your wide receiver and it's a list of like wide receivers and quarterbacks and it's like would you be able to compete in the nfl and like so if it's like i'm october my quarterback is Jameis winston and if i'm the 18th like my wide receiver is like uh, demarius thomas like it's like that but i found one and i want to do yours live on the air right now so this one is like what is your movie all right jim so for director uh what is your birth month November, so 11. Okay, so your director is Martin Scorsese. Fuck yeah. All right, so the star the star of your movie, what day of the of the month were you born? The 11th. Okay, so your actor is Aquafina. Do you know who she is? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can't she, believe, she, I don't think Scorsese she, could uh, direct. So she's one of the, the actresses from... Uh, um, crazy rich Asians. All right, so right oh. now you have Scorsese directing Aquafina, the, <laughs> the co-star. What color are your eyes? Blue. Okay, so <laughs> co-starring Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> and hold on. And the genre of your movie is what percentage? <laughs> what percentage is your phone battery on right now? Oh God. Let's um, check. Let's do a check here. Seventy-three. <laughs> in a sci-fi movie. <laughs> so your movie, I want to see it. I want to so, see it. So your movie is Martin Scorsese directing Aquafina and Kevin James in a sci-fi movie. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's let's do mine real quick. So yeah, my yeah, yeah. I'm October. So my director is Taika Waititi, who did nice. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my star is the 18th. So it'd be Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> And my eyes are also blue, so it's co-stars Kevin James. <laughs> and my genre is at 25. Yeah, what's your phone at? 25? So it's a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been, Wait, so the Colin Budney story starring Denzel, Denzel Washington. Washington and Kevin James would be... Ke- Kevin James Kevin would be you. <laughs> Directed by Taika Waititi. So that's a, that's a, that's our movie. Directed by Taika Waititi. I think he would do a good version of me and you. Dude, I just so, don't see... Denzel Washington. So, and the, the kind of like the hand in hand thing with the, the the random generators has been, uh, people are doing their top lists of things and like arguing about it. So, right. like some of my favorite ones I saw were top college football players, uh, top, um, uh, backyard baseball players. Remember backyard baseball when we were kids with Pablo Sanchez and like Amir Khan and all. Oh yeah. Um, and then I saw like t- top NBA point guards. And, uh-huh. like, I've seen a lot of, like, top Marvel movies. And that's why I picked top Mar- Marvel movies as, like, later on in our conversation, we're doing our coronavirus, oh, uh, like, survival kit. So today, me and Jimmy are covering top snack foods because all anybody's been fucking doing is eating. Yeah. And uh, we're doing top Marvel movies because little known fact, and I covered this in the podcast with Eric, um, I am I am Jim, <laughs> I and Jimmy are both huge Marvel nerds. So we're going to go over our top... Dude, first of all, fuck Jimmy, because Jimmy got me hooked on New Rockstars. If you don't know New Rockstars, explain New Rockstars, Jim. New Rockstars is a YouTube channel that, like, uh, they go in in-depth breakdowns of uh, Marvel, Star Wars. They did a lot of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is where it got me hooked. Yeah, yeah, and they, like, they just, between, like, lore and, uh, like, 
relating to like comics or relating to and any just the other most material. the most in depth breakdowns ever. Yeah, they they'll, they'll talk about the music and how that affects scenes. They'll talk about how they shoot it and why. They Dude, shoot if you're it this a Game way. of Thrones fan, you have to go back and rewatch like Eric Voss's breakdowns of like. Uh, yeah. like the fucking music in the Sept of Baylor and how it's gonna yeah. like it's fucking crazy. Sick, sick. Right. They do it right. It's insane. So, we'll get into that later in the podcast. Um, but we're gonna go into our next segment, right? So we do this every week. Uh, it's the first question we ask when we see people. The first question I always ask people when we go into the studio: yeah. What the fuck have we been listening to? So I'm gonna go first, Jimmy. You'll follow up, but we're gonna sure. do each each song in a small explanation as to why you like it, what's good about it. Um, yeah. and my first song. Uh, she's a, a a a singer named Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Bridgers. Um, it's a song called Motion Sickness, and okay. this first came up when. Do you remember when, like, the whole like uh, during the Me Too movement, when Ryan Adams, uh, the the New York Times wrote this whole expose about like Ryan Adams and he's a scumbag and like was like right. really manipulative to girls and all that. Well, Phoebe right. Bridgers was one of the people named in that because Ryan Adams found her like discovered her and like produced one of her songs and then like took her on tour but he was like a dirtbag to her but the song motion sickness is actually written about ryan adams and oh, wow. and you know what a huge ryan adams fan i was before all of this and it's been like a moral yeah. quandary for me because like i i you know ryan adams before i knew all of this had like two or three of my favorite records so right, like right, right. i had been interested to listen to this song dude i had become such a massive phoebe bridgers fan this song, just the I sent it to you because it inspired me so much. Just the vocal phrasing, and she wrote the song in such an odd way, but such a right. great, great hook, and just like great. I don't know, dude. I'm just a fucking massive fan now. So, thank you, quarantine, for putting me on the Phoebe Bridgers and Motion Sickness. So, Jamie, go with your first song. All right. So, are you gonna play them or? No, no, no. We're gonna talk about them. We don't have the capacity right now to play them. So you gotta oh, kind of describe son it. Son of a bitch. It's okay. Just describe. Okay. So Leon Bridges does a cover. I love Leon Bridges, first of all. I think uh, a lot of people can love Leon Bridges. He's got a, a myriad, what is it? Myriad. Myriad of, like, different musical styles that he can just, like, put on. He's like water. He can just, like, whatever container he goes into, he makes it. He and he makes it better. Yeah, and he makes it, he, he knows how to do it right. It's Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Um, so he does a cover of uh, The Temptations, Ball of Confusion. Oh, I never heard it, but I love that song. <clears throat> Ball of confusion. Yeah, dude, it's freaking sick. And he they, they do it a little bit more like in the Temptations version, there's like a weird electric guitar going in like the background with like yep. some weird sounds and stuff this like that. This was more in their like uh Papa was a Rolling Stone, a little more psychedelic phase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh so he does but he does it with like little synthesizers and it's it's cool and it's funky and he does oh, it man. justice and it's it's really been some especially in this time. Dude, ball do you want to ball of confusion? So do you want to do you want to hear something funny? Yeah, my second song is also Leon Bridges. Good, <laughs> I swear to God. So, dude, you said that, and I automatically clammed up because I thought you were gonna pick the song. Because me and you have had oh. conversations about this song. Which song? So when we when I was going through Phoebe Bridgers, I recognized this drum pattern that I really loved. And forgive me, or uh, uh, forgive, forgive you. Yeah, forgive you. 
Forgive You by Leon Bridges has the exact same drum pattern, but his second record, uh, Bad News, is like one of my favorite records of the past five years. And it made me think of you because you told me how much you love that song, which is one of the reasons why I picked it, but I've been listening to a ton of Leon Bridges. So oddly enough, Leon Bridges comes up twice in what the fuck we've been listening to. Yeah, (laughs) of course, of course. It's me and you talking here. Go with your second song. Uh, So the second song we were were, going to be talking about in this podcast a lot of like – compromise in uh songwriting and uh, yes you know, absolutely you know getting together and and you know making comparisons and compromises while you're writing music together so one of the songs i picked was by the beatles it's called we Ooh. can work it out oh great song which is you know not only are they talking about their we songwriting work it out. yeah and then which is out. the paul mccartney part and then it goes into that life is very short and that's the freaking John Lennon part, yep. and it's too dichotomy. But it, it, like, it's obviously both of their writing styles that come together to make like one cohesive song. And, it and actually, if you want to talk about compromises for as songwriters, like fucking the Beatles are a great example because they had four songwriters in the group. They had to work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, three and a half. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm, <laughs> I'll give Ringo. I do give Ringo credit only because of uh, the drum beat. To come together, the boom, boom. Well, I mean, I do have a couple of Ringo songs that I love. Um, oh yeah, there's, don't, there's "Don't Pass Me By" is a great song. Walk the song. White album. Um, but I mean, my favorite Beatles song. I mean, Paul McCartney's my favorite Beatles songwriter. My favorite Beatle was probably George Harrison, which is such like a douchebag thing to say because I feel like everybody who like wants to be contrary is like. I mean, no, no, George, George had the best yeah. songs. But, I mean, Something is one of my favorite Beatles songs. Yeah. I mean, uh, while, well, my, while My Guitar Gently Weeps. Um, he has a lot of songs that I absolutely yeah. love. So. Taxman's uh, funky as shit. Oh, Taxman. That guitar so, is sick. I'm going to go into a third that I like kind of like rediscovered while on quarantine. And it's not a rediscovery because people know very well that I'm a huge G-Love fan. Um He's been but, doing a lot of live on Instagram stuff. Dude, G-Love's a man. And you know what? G-Love's actually one of the first people that inspired me. Him and Wiz Khalifa uh, were the first people to inspire me to kind of document. Like Wiz Khalifa had a, a series called Day to Day where he documented his day-to-day life when he was like coming up. And then um, G-Love used to do a lot of stuff like while releasing the album uh, Fixing to Die, which is one of my favorite records of all time, where yeah. he would do like live versions and like explanations of songs and stuff like that, which is always something I love to do. Um, right. So I I picked a song from that record called Just Fine, um, huge kind of like Americana pop song, but it was produced by the Avid Brothers and they do harmonies oh. on it, and it's oh, just damn. fucking, it's fucking. If you don't know that record, Fixing to Die, that record changed my life because it helped me decide what I wanted to do with my life and how to kind of craft my own music. Um, right, but maybe it's, I'll it, give it a listen just to get it's in all, your headspace a little bit. It's all produced by the Avid Brothers and it's fucking incredible. Um, but sick. Jimmy, Jimmy, get what your third. So my third one, uh, Colin knows uh, that I do love hip hop just as much yes. as he does. Uh, and he, what's who's my favorite rapper, Kyle? Oh man, hold on, your favorite rapper, <sighs> Jim. This is actually stumping me for some reason. Um, oh come on, give as me soon a hint. As I say it. Give me a hint. Uh, uh, uh kick, push, kick. Oh, Le- Lupe Fiasco. I have yeah. very, very, very vivid memories of driving and listening to uh, Paris, Tokyo in your car. Dude, such a good song. Oh, that's such me, a great that's song. That's one of me and Kaylee's like, lo- like uh, relationship Love songs. songs. Yeah, so uh, 
what's the name? But he has a song called Streets on Fire. And this is why. Oh, I, great song. I, I wish we had the ability to listen to it because they talk Oh, some, it's about this. It's about this. It's about yeah. a virus, disease. The virus is spreading in all directions. No safe zones, quarantines, and no protection. You know my what I brother, mean? See, my brother turned me on to Lupe and he showed me this song. It's, that song's about HIV. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what it's about HIV, but it's it's like it describes everything that's going on in yeah, dude, the world that, that right one, now. the one verse where he's like the nuns and the nuns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh says, my uh, god, was he say? Uh, uh, the, oh the uh, the nuns got the stuff. Oh yeah, he says. The poor say the rich have the cure. The rich say the poor are the source. Revolutionaries say it's psychological war invented by the press just to have something to report. And then yep. he says, some cases came from the maternity ward. Some say the morgue. Some say the skies. Some say the floors. Whores say the nuns. Nuns say the whores. But everybody is sure. Dude, what <laughs> Dude, a what a pull. A good song, man. I, I was listening listen to, to that li- song. If you're listening li- to this, you better go listen to that song. I was listening to Late Registration uh, yesterday, the Kanye album. And Kanye, of course. It's it's one of because he found Lupe because Lupe is a Chicago kid and he. Oh. Um, and Lupe's like breakthrough moment was he got uh, on late registration. He was on the song "Touch the Sky." You know that song? Yeah, yeah. And he has he has the last verse, and you could tell how young Lupe is in that because his voice sounds like childish almost. Oh, really? <laughs> but he no one has more complex rhymes now, like in this era, than Lupe. Lupe, like, yeah. He loves remember, weaving it. He loves to weave it. Yeah. Because his first two records were the cool and. Uh, food and uh, liquor. Food and liquor, and then yeah. he put out. Remember when he put out lasers, lasers, and everybody hated it because it was like, "Oh, he fucking sold out, dude." There's a song on lasers that's as comp like, uh, "It's so loud inside my." The words I never said. Uh, I don't know. Lasers oh my as well. god, it's so good, dude. It's such yeah. a good. Um, and so that is what the fuck we've been listening to. We're gonna that update is. our Spotify playlist. Um this week to reflect everybody that's on there. Leon Bridges will be on there twice. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Real quick, <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor this week, uh, Two Robbers Hard Seltzer. Uh, while you're locked in, while you're on quarantine, support local business, support Two Robbers, uh, Philly made, Philly proud, 5.2% alcohol. If you're slugging seltzers, make sure it's hard robber, or Two Robbers. Uh, right yeah. now, I'm currently... Dude, I'm drinking something that I never drink. I'm drinking a vodka soda. Why? I don't know, dude. It's what I had in my fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, running low on supply. <laughs> dude, I've been drinking so many Manhattans. Oh, nice. You classy bitch. Well, I said this on the last podcast, but a Manhattan is a perfect blending of American and Italian. Much uh, like your boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yours, truly. <laughs> All right, so wait, real quick. Wait, we, so can I dip back into the music real quick? Good. R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Oh my god, wait. I said I said this to Eric. I didn't send this in the group chat. Have you ever seen the old Mad TV skit Kenny Rogers Jackass? No. Oh, I'm gonna send it to you. It's oh wait, yes, of, I have. The, it's oh like my Horatio god. Sands or somebody? Dude, I'm gonna send it to you. It's fucking hilarious. I'll put a link up on the face so on, on our Instagram. So wait, I saw this meme and it was like Kenny Rogers dipping out in the middle of a global epi- epidemic is the most know when to fold them shit I've ever fucking uh, seen. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace to the gambler, dude. Yeah, dude. Bye bye. Um, all, all right, right, so we're gonna go into our segment here. We're on our Instagram. We put up um, question. We want people to ask us questions. But this week, what I did was I wanted to spark a little conversation about movies that. 
you haven't seen that everyone else has seen. Dude, yours, and I can't believe. I cannot believe yours. Bro, no, wait till you hear the fucking shit that I saw on the, on the thing. Because we had like 50 responses to this from fans who were just like, I haven't seen this movie. All right, real quick, I'm going to start with mine because mine yeah. is shameful and it makes no sense because it seems like a movie that I would love from everything dude, that I've it's, heard. Dude, it's everybody. I don't go, go, tell them. I've never seen The Goonies. How the fuck in I don't know. the motherfucking world have you not seen The Goonies, bro? I'm going to I'm going to share more more personal information about myself and this is kind of my like rationale behind this. You didn't own a VCR. Uh, no, I did. <laughs> um no. It's like this. All right, so everybody's going to make fun of me for this. I've never smoked weed before. And after I know, don't fucking wave your hands. Uh and no, what I'm going to say is, after a certain point in life, right, to, I'm 28 now, if I right. started smoking weed now, everybody would be like, that's a weird, like, mid-20s switch up. Like, what the fuck? That's not True. Colin. And True. now it's like, I, for so long, haven't seen The Goonies that it's like, and now it it's just like... Yeah, it wouldn't have the same effect. But more than anything, it's like, all right, now I've, you know, I fucking have gone this far. Like, right. I just can't... I will see it eventually, but my wife loves that movie, and she shits on me all the time for never having seen yeah, it. Yeah, Dana she, should. And Dana should. I applaud Dana for it. All right, well, what's your what's your movie, Jim? So, um, my movie is uh, Shawshank Redemption. How the fuck? It's the number one rated movie on IMDb. Have you never seen the Shawshank Redemption? I've never seen Shawshank Redemption. I was talking to Kaylee before when she was getting you don't into know, bath. You don't know, I was, you I don't know shit prepared. about Andy Dufresne. You don't know nothing about Andy <clears throat> Dufresne. No, I have no idea who the fuck Andy Dufresne is. But, oh, uh, my God. Uh, Kaylee was like, are you fucking kidding me? She walked away from me. She was all pissed off that I'd never seen Shawshank Redemption. See, the thing is, I know you are this way, too. We're both cinephiles. We've seen everything. Yeah. So it's I feel like, like I have, but apparently not. I mean... But the thing is, like, every other movie I've... Like, there's no other movie that you can get by me. To where it's, it's like when we're talking about music and stuff like that. There's rarely anything that you can sneak by me that I haven't heard or seen. It's it's like a... Like there's right. no, like Or have an I'm idea a, about, or like a little bit of a... We're both connoisseurs of culture. Of, of right. like, and first of all, let me say, Jimmy speaks like a bunch of languages. Jimmy, say something in Spanish. Spanish? Que quiero me hablar? What does that mean? Uh, what do you want me to say? Uh, say something in Italian. <laughs> I'll, I'll that understand. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. my favorite. My favorite yeah. <laughs> is, uh, that means, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? I was just going to say. Uh, and now say something in Gaelic. Gaelic? Yeah. Uh, or Makara. That's how they would that say mean? it. It means how are you, my friend? <laughs> Dude, I'll never I'll never forget I've seen Jimmy have full on conversations in Spanish with people and they like it's unbelievable. They Jimmy is a, Jimmy about. Jimmy Jimmy's a man of many, many facets. Yeah. Alright, well, so you. so far we've covered the Goonies and <laughs> so far we've covered the Goonies and Shawshank Redemption. Okay, I'm gonna start going through some of these. Yeah, give me some of these fan ones, so so we both can have our due. I I had four people say they'd never seen a Star Wars movie. Not one. How do you even go through life doing that? I've seen twelve. <laughs> I, see, I'm not even a big Star Wars guy. Uh, I, yeah. I, but I've seen I've seen them because I need to know things. Right, right. And if you're gonna watch new rock stars, you gotta have the video content to back up the breakdown. <laughs> I had three people say they'd never seen any of the Godfathers. What? I had people. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen the third one. Neither have I. But fuck that, because everything I've ever heard, I've heard is it's it, not worth I've my heard time. It's like the worst one anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So, um, but one and two are masterpieces. One and two, two is so good. I had somebody say they hadn't seen Scarface. Really? I had two people say they hadn't seen The Lion King. Which one? 
They're both the, the same. Fuck, no, the, the original, the OG, like the fucking like animated one. Oh my god! Uh, I that, had, is the, that was the, Mufasa's death in oh, dude. the first. It was it haunts me. The so, feeling hold on. to this day. I had one that personally insulted Ken. Can you guess what it is? Fast and Furious. Yes. <laughs> so, somebody said I'd never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, and I com or I, I tagged Ken in it, and Ken was furious. And fast. <laughs> yeah, he was quickly furious. <laughs> um, I ha- now this one is the one that really fucked me up. Somebody said they'd never seen a single Harry Potter movie. Not one Harry Potter movie. Dude, it's on TV constantly. Yeah, and it, I mean it's 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 throughout pop culture all over the place. There's a there's a cute redhead in this house somewhere that's gonna hate that person for not seeing. Oh, uh, don't any worry, of the Harry Potters. don't worry. There's there there's a, a woman downstairs who is a fucking humongous Harry Potter nerd. So, Dana, I do too. I, I am too. I read all of them. I'm, I remember when I first met Dana, she told me a story about how she waited in line on the Wildwood Boardwalk to buy the last Harry Potter book. I bought the sixth one uh, on the Wildwood Boardwalk. My dad took me at midnight. Yep, that's real shit. At the shit. bookstore in the Wildwood Boardwalk. I can't believe she has the same story as <laughs> Bro, but there, there's so many people on here that, like, it, 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 some of the shit. I was like, how the fuck have you gone? The Goodfellas. So somebody hadn't seen Goodfellas. What? How the fuck? Like, how the fuck have you, <laughs> you gotten this far in you life? You motherfucker. I, I can quote Goodfellas front to back. Like, there's, there's, dude, there's I, no... yeah. Jimmy, you fucking did it, Jimmy. Oh, dude. Every time that you say something in the group chat that I like, I always want to put that scene from the movie in there where he's in the <laughs> yeah. shower. There's probably a gif. There's probably a gif. I'll know what you're talking about. So, you should just throw it in there. So those were, and I mean, those were just the most egregious that I, I had. But mother right. of God. But like, how? Like, I can't think of, I, think, I can't think of, like, Nate, I can't think of any movie. Oh, somebody said they hadn't seen any of the Lord of the Rings. I'm not. A, I'm not like a myth, like a like a like a mythos guy. Like, kind of guy. I'm not a Middle Earth kind of a guy, but like I saw all those movies because I I saw somebody else say they never seen a Pirates of the Caribbean. What? They were like the biggest movies ever. They're so good too. Ah oh, man. So yeah, cool. I don't know. Like like. Like I don't I, know. I'm just trying. To, I don't know I can't about that. I mean, Lord of the Rings is kind of niche, so I can I can understand that. Like my girlfriend's yeah, never they seen won, any they, of the Lord of the Rings. I'm not gonna torture her with that. I'm not gonna. But they won with Oscars. Details. They won Oscars. Yeah, yeah, dude, and it's it's fantastic. It's a it's an absolute like it's. I I mean I love it. I don't know, but I'm I'm a fantasy fucking nerd. So, in case you're wondering, we're all just shaking our heads at you people. So anybody who's listening who posted S M H. But I mean, I haven't seen the Goonies, and Jimmy's never seen fucking. The, the the number one rated movie of all time. <laughs> I can't wait to see it because I'm going to be like, that was a fantastic film. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to call you. Man. Let's get on the podcast um, again. I need to talk about Shawshank. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go into our, our Corona Survival Kit. So what we've covered on the podcast so far, uh, me and Will went over top fast food restaurants, and we went over our top Desert Island albums. <laughs> uh, me and me and Eric went over sports movies and top Led Zeppelin albums. Okay, okay. And we're going to cover top snack foods to eat while you're on on uh, on quarantine, yeah. and top Marvel movies. The Marvel movies, I feel like, is going to take up a huge chunk of time. So I'm that's, excited. Yeah, about yeah. This. That's we're going to get because that's going to be hard to choose. How many? Three. Three. Uh, all right. And I feel like a couple of them we're going to overlap. So I'm even going to go with some like. Uh, 
what do they call that? Like uh, honorable mention. Yeah, we'll give a we'll give a couple honorable mentions. Oh, I also forgot my when I did a solo one with Trace, and I did my picks for things. So I did uh, top seasons of TV shows ever. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I picked because um, I did comedy and I did drama. But I'll give you my drama. I went True Detective season one. Never saw it. Man, do that while you're. I home. know. I know. Yeah, I know. I got time. I got time. Uh. I did Sopranos season two. Never watched it. My God, I, bro, what the fuck? This I'm is watching this, Survivor. God, this want? is egregious, bro. And I did, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did Breaking Bad season five. Okay, okay. Oh, Breaking Bad is freaking. What's the season where each intro episode is like the plane crash, but it hasn't happened? Two. That two. that that overarching thing throughout the whole season. And then you f- I went with I like that kind of went, momentum shit like memento shit where you find it out at the end. Look. Well, I went with 5 because it wrapped up the series perfectly. So right. that's why I went with. Um and then I, what um I forget what my other one was, but my comedy I did uh I did The Office season 2. 2. Okay. I thought you were going to uh, go 3. I thought you were going to go 3. I mean, I love 3, but 2 is the most emotionally heavy and it also has like cuz it has Casino Night, which is like the heaviest episode of The Office ever. Right. Right. Um, and it has like uh, the boat trip. It has the injury. Right. It has the fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's finally when Jim Halpert actually admits his feelings for Pam, and it, it uh, wraps and up I, like that, and then it just cuts you off. What's me and Ken's favorite comedy show of all time? Uh, Entourage. Yes, yeah, my dog's name is Vincent Chase. So I went season two of that, and then I went. I like Entourage. with. Uh, I went with a tie between uh, New Girl and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, well, I never watched New Girl. I hear great things, though. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Always Sunny is freaking fantastic. It's, 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 it's perfect, because if you look outside in Philadelphia today... It's not today. It is not sunny. <laughs> it never really um, is. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> but it's not always. All right, so let's get, in, let's get into ours. So I'm going to let you go first for snack foods. We're going to alternate. Okay, okay. I'm going to hit you with... um. Uh, there's Doritos used to make Ooh. used to make 3D. No, ew! Oh my God, do you remember 3D Doritos? <laughs> I do. They were I'm a 90s they were baby. weirdest tasting, like corn puffy. Oh yeah. Anyway, so they used to make this like jacked buffalo wing in ranch. Oh, dressing. that was so bad. It was spicy nacho mixed with cooler ranch, and yeah. it was big old floppy titties. It was oh. so good. <laughs> it was so good, and I can't find it anywhere. My lovely girlfriend has even looked on like line to try and get me these because she my wouldn't brother, surprise me with them, and she can't even find them anywhere. So my brother once ordered an entire case of sour nerds oh. <laughs> online from Japan, dude. Uh, so, sour uh, nerds, that, man. That's a that's uh, a real niche. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my first pick. Yeah. And it's the Colin Classic. If I go to Wawa, I'm getting a Slurpee, and I'm getting a... A Slim Jim. Yes, I'm going with Slim Jim. Yes, I'm going with uh, mechanically separated chicken. I'm going with the grossest thing on earth, but I love them so much. (laughs) And if I'm going to go specifically, I love spicy food, so I'm either going with the habanero or the Tabasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You either get the Tabasco or the habanero. And I'm going with the monster. Yeah, you're stick, always the getting boy. the fucking thick ass John too. Yeah, because it has it has more protein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, All right, there so, were so many levels to that one. <laughs> there was so, so go go with your second one. <laughs> okay, so 
Uh, Reese's. Oh, Anything come on, Reese's best. from Take Five to Pieces, which is uh, uh like you love Take Five. A, a big cup. I'm a down. I'm down. Yeah, uh, I'm a man for a big cup. I'm a big man a big with a big cup. cup. Dude. But uh, Bro. so uh, going back to a Philadelphia speak thing, we call them Reese's. Reese's, yeah. Uh, it's not. What it's is it? Reese's. That's why it's yeah, Reese's. Reese's pieces. Not, <laughs> dude. My favorite cereal of all time is Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs, but we even say Reese's pieces because we're fucking that yeah, arrogant and, and that stubborn yep. that we can't even. It says pieces. It says Reese's pieces, but we say Reese's pieces. Reese's we're pieces. All children. Yeah, because we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a great pick because that's my favorite. Peanut butter is my favorite thing. Peanut butter, like, peanut butter and chocolate. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's um. Delicious. So I went second. I went with a combination of two of my favorite things. Okay. Uh, I'm addicted to soft pretzels. Okay. But if I have to, and I'm eating snack food, I'm going with chocolate-covered hard pretzels. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Some flips. The some flips. flips. Yeah, 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 man. There's this place in the Reading Terminal Market called Head Nut. Hashtag plug. Bro. And, uh, unbelievable. They uh they have a bunch of, like, different styles. So they have they have one that has, like, uh it's chocolate-covered pretzel with little peanut butter, like, like, uh kisses on it they got an oreo oh. chocolate covered pretzel they got all a heath bar chocolate covered pretzel dude they got Bro. all kinds of chocolate covered pretzels man i'll get you i'm, a dr- I'm drawing on i'm drawing on the microphone yeah right I'll, now. I'll send you i'll send i'll fedex you some chocolate covered pretzels because i right. can't give them to you in person go with your third uh so my third is uh cheese curls in any form or fashion um <laughs> Uh, oh no way! Get more specific. Get okay, more so specific. like, so like around the house and like at home, I like a you know like a puff, like a cheese curl puff, like original hers cheese curl. Jimmy, Jimmy, my third pick is Poofy Cheetos. No way! <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, so like cheese cheese curl was my first two syllable word, <laughs> bro. As a Yo, kid, my mom was that makes so much curl. sense. But so, but it's interesting though, because I like I like in Philly, I'll eat the puffs. I only eat the puffs. But when we're on tour, for some reason, I get a hankering for some crunchy the, Cheetos, man. Do you know what I, you know? What we used to call those when we were kids. We call them caveman clubs. They look like little caveman they do. clubs. They do. They do look like caveman clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, wait. So so far, what I've learned is that me and you could definitely be quarantined together because so far we have the same yeah. what we've been listening to and the same snack foods. Right. <laughs> and we'll both uh, crack up I, when either of us farts. So Jim, I I love you so I much. I love you too, Kyle. Know. This is funny as shit. All right. So let's let's go into our our uh, picks for top Marvel movies. Now oh, okay. these are two these are two certified Marvel nerds talking like so we know the history we know the comic history we know everything so uh go with your first one jim i'll let you go first okay so uh mm, i didn't even prep this i didn't realize i thought we were just going to be talking about more movies in general i didn't realize it was going to be a list but i'm gonna have to say captain america winter soldier that was my second pick so i'll definitely divert from that but okay winter soldier is in my opinion the best marvel movie. it is it is the best marvel movie it, it has a sad ending which is okay that's okay though. But it's 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 a fantastic like just twist and turn of events and like But I mean as far as like and I'm not even going to like the like the mythos of like the the comics or anything like right. that. I'm going strictly with cinematography. The fight scenes of Winter Soldier. Yeah. And it's not it's unlike any other apparently Black Widow is going to be similar to Winter Soldier in that it kind of reminds people of a like a Mission Impossible type of movie. Sick. Like it is just a great spy movie. Yeah. And Fucking Chris Evans is my old, like he's just did such he is Captain America yeah, in the way that he's come a long in the way, way since not another teen movie like in the same way that like Hugh Jackman is 
Wolverine. Is Wolverine. But he's not going to be anymore. I know. Who are they going to get? Who We're, would do that? Well, let's let's go into that at the end. Okay, of this. okay, okay. So, we'll just get. We'll just throw a superhero section onto this. I'll I'll <laughs> go into my fir- my first pick, and it's a movie that me and you watched together at your house one time. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, hysterical, unbelievable, dude. And just yeah. the way that the way that they finally corrected Chris uh, Hems or Chris Hemsworth. Thor character Chris- in general. The Thor character, because the first two Thor movies are ass. Yeah, well, the first one, they try to make them funny by not knowing how to drink coffee and stuff yeah. like that, but it didn't really land. And then the second movie was just, like, way too serious. Trying Like, they wanted to get way the uh, overarching thing with the ether and that being a... The ether and the, a, and the reality stone. stone and stuff and, like that. Yeah. They wanted to involve that and, like... But it wasn't funny. Yeah. No. And, it wasn't. It was way too and dark. It was, yeah, it was just trying to be real dark for no reason. Like Loki fake. Also, dies. When, right when, when Tom Hiddleston is is funny as Loki, it it works. And yeah. also, and, like, and little things like Je- Jeff Goldblum as as the uh, leader of Sakaar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they call him? Uh, the Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, did you know that he is like a deviant? Like he's he's like an eternal. Like he's like uh like an like in the comics, his like in the way that the collector with Benicio del Toro oh, is kind oh, of like, like a like he what are they called? Like he he has a he has a bigger like a role thing yeah. in the comic yeah. But the fact that they reverted Thor into like making him and like I also like like Thor without a love interest. Like I I I didn't like Natalie Portman's character. I I, I just right. and she's actually coming back in the fourth one. Yeah, well, yeah, because um, she becomes Thor. And the thing is, they adopted so. I recently figured out that they adopted kind of like the Planet Hulk storyline from the comics, so okay. like having the Hulk be like the grand champion and shit like that. Yeah, I yeah, thought, that was that having, was Planet Hulk. That was that was uh, when they did uh, when they landed on Sakaar. It was kind of like yeah, they, they put a they sprinkled a little Planet Hulk on that for him to just Love be it. Hulk and just to like. But in Planet Hulk, he was a little a, bit smarter than he was, and but he's still in 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 Ragnarok had more of a conversational tone to him. He wasn't as like Yeah, but it sounded auto-tuned. Have you I know it did sound auto-tuned. <laughs> it's crazy sounding. But he did. He was he was more conversational as Hulk and he could stay as Hulk and like Bruce Banner was not a part of it. And then of course in Endgame he comes back right. and he's you know, he's Dr. Hulk. He Dr. Yeah. Hulk, which they they do such a great job of fan servicing with the M- MCU. Like they do such a great job of yeah, like giving you because a people bits. are like oh. Yeah. I want Professor Hulk. I want Planet Hulk. And now they never did Worldbreaker Hulk, which made people pissed off. But all right, so hold on. Let's let's revert. Go to your second. Uh, okay, my second favorite Marvel movie. God damn. And the thing is, I'm kind of taking out Avengers. Um, I'm taking out all the Avengers movies. Okay. So take out the the team up movies. Okay. No team up movies. So take out just the four Avengers movies. Take out Endgame, Infinity War, okay. uh, um, fucking. The first Avengers and Ultron. Ultron. Um, Which, by the way, if you look at it, Age of Ultron set up the rest of the MCU. So I know that was like an underrated movie. So right. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Um, so, huh? Uh, let me see. Uh, Black Panther. Yeah. See, I loved Black Panther, and they did such a fucking fantastic job with it. My whole thing is like, I think Michael B. Jordan did a good job as Killmonger, but I just have a hard time like. I always I feel the same yeah. way about Michael B. Jordan that I feel about Paul Walker, and that I always feel like they're reading off a cue card. <laughs> <laughs> but like, dude, Killmonger could have looked tougher. And no, I but know I mean, like, he probably kicked he was my badass. ass. He probably kicked my ass. Yeah, I he was be saying this. Though. He was a bit. 
like there is no way that you can't think that Black Panther is a top movie, but I had it in my top five, not my top. Okay, three. okay, I do love Black uh, my, Panther though because that like that, you know. Oh, dude, unbelievable! It was fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm going with oh, my set. My sorry. Oh, Bumpe! <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit is so good. Um, I'm gonna go with uh Spider Man Far From Home. Oh, dude, I didn't even freaking think of the Spider Man ones. Because, Far From Home like, is really, dude. That that Jake Gyllenhaal killed Mysterio. Oh my in god, my he did and they so did good, so well, in my opinion. Because in the comics, he's just a magician. Yeah, he just he's, this, a, he's a trickster in in a way of like sleight of hand kind of thing. But they did it like the way they did him with having all the Stark tech and having him be like an right. ex like Stark employee, and like the callbacks to like the guy from the first. Um, uh, Iron Man, who was working with Obadiah Stane. Yeah, like, who I got yelled at. So- <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he was all pissed but off for 17 like, years. <laughs> like, when you look at it, I think this is the most, like, pure interpretation of Spider-Man they've done thus far. I think Andrew Garfield got a really rough rap as, as Spider-Man. So do I. I he, Tobin- he did the cockiness of Spider-Man really well. Yes, very well. But he, he didn't capture the, like, uh, you know, charm. The child-like charm. Tom... Tom- Oh um, my god, Tom Holland did, does such a good job with the charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he can be cocky a little like, bit. Yeah, but it's it's almost. But a just the, the effects. The only thing I kind of hope for going with the third Spider-Man is that they make him less of a bumbling idiot. Like part of like like as like the adolescent Peter Parker, they make him kind of like, oh, I don't know how anything works, and I fuck everything up. Yeah, like, I kind of yeah, want yeah. him to that be was more the first of a. That was the first one and the second one, definitely. What's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Uh, I would say uh, Far From Home as well because oh. In like of all of all Spider and Spider Man Two was great too with Doc Ock. Doc Ock, yeah, Spider Man Two, definitely, definitely. I watched that first Spider Man movie so many times, with, a million times. With yeah. uh, you know, like Tim uh, McGuire. You, I got you for three minutes. <laughs> Bone saw <laughs> is Macho ready. Bone saw. <laughs> we had a kid on our baseball team in college named Reed, whose nickname was Bonesaw, and every time he would get a hit, everybody would do the Bonesaw thing with their arms, and it, it was a, a whole thing. So I have a really, yeah, I have a really great memory of Bonesaw. <laughs> All right, go with your last pick. Oh, uh, okay, okay, damn. Um, this is tough, man. Because I have mine picked out, and I hope you don't pick mine. Uh, yeah, I know this is tough, man. This is really tough. You got good ones. I was not well prepared for this. Iron Man one. I thought about Iron this. Man one. I knew you were going to go with that. Iron Man 1 is the shit, and it was the thing that started the whole thing. Got to give it up to the Ridge. Got to give it up to the that thing was... that started it all. Like, like the, the the first post credit scene, the first, like, uh, Nick, Nick Fury coming in as... Uh, uh, awesome. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson have you doing seen Nick the, Fury. Have you seen the, de- the deleted version of that, where he's talking about Spider-Man and the, and the mutants and everything like that? No. Yeah, that was an original deleted scene where he walks in and he, he walks out of the shadows like he does in the first one. Yeah, there's a guy. Oh, as wait, if, I think I have. It's a kid that acts like, like as a if I haven't had to, he, No, he's like, as if I haven't had to deal enough with uh, radioactive bug bites and mutants and things like that. He's oh, like, I, yeah. got a cocky mil- I got a cocky billionaire who, like, won't play ball. Oh, <laughs> I've seen that. So I went with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Damn, 1. Damn, dude, you're freaking. Yeah, you're right. Bro, I'm I watch that things. constantly. When that first well, came I out. mean, I think especially because the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics really weren't like a a focal point, and like I think when people saw that that was coming out, they were like, "The Guardians of the Galaxy, what the fuck?" Yeah. Like, yeah, what is that? Like, what is that? Like, I had to do some research. Research. But the thing is, like, well, it set up the whole cosmic side of the MCU. So it set right. up, it set up the Kree, and it set up yeah, Thor, uh, Ragnarok, the Skrull, everything that happened and, in like uh, and it Captain set up, Marvel. And it's, 
and I mean, it was like the first time they really focused on, um, uh, oh my god, I just Infinity Stones, bl- Thanos. They they oh, they, Thanos. they blanked on Thanos and Infinity Stones, so it was like kind of like uh, it was like Phase Two, like the first. Yeah, it was introduced. It, it was starting the big bad. And I mean, well, I guess that's funny. A conversation. Who do you think the big bads are going to be moving forward? Oof, gotta be another Eternal, they, right? Well, no, they said so. What it's going to be is it's going to be Immortal. an Earth-based villain and a, a, a space-based and a cosmic villain. villain, a cosmic villain. Okay. Because I have my two picked out. I've watched a lot of theory videos on this. Okay. Wait, so wait. Let's go back. Be... Let's dive back into Guardians of the Galaxy real quick, because like I'm going to be a basic ass bitch right now and say that fucking soundtrack to the first one, yelled. Gold mine. So my my brother-in-law has a playlist for when we have family parties. It's literally called uh, Awesome James Volume 1. <laughs> and it's it's all the songs from Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy Volume yeah, 1. Yeah, dude. That's, it's like that that soundtrack, man. I could listen to that. Do you know what kind of disappointed me? They made the Guardians of the Galaxy so fucking useless in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not that... Except for I Rocket. Mean, technically, they're not that powerful. But they, I mean, they didn't have much... Well, Quill was... Quill was and didn't know he was until volume two when he found out that his dad was an uh, eternal. His dad, yeah, his dad was a freaking planet. His dad was a celestial. Yeah, he celestial. was That's Ego the Living Planet. He's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ego the Living Planet. So I think that the villains are going to be <laughs> Doctor Doom on Earth. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. You're okay. So it's going to be Doctor Doom on Earth. Oh. And I mean, he's the most powerful Earth-based villain they have in the comics. But now they have the Fantastic Four. They're going to bring in Doctor Doom. Yo, what do you think about uh, John Krasinski as uh, Mr. Fantastic? Bro, I've been watching so much Office, I fucking hope so. Yeah, dude, I've been watching a lot of Office, too, and I could go for it, man. I think that would be a I great think, fit. So I think it's going to be Doctor Doom. I think that the Fantastic Four are going to play a huge role. And I think Galactus is going to be the... Galactus, definitely. The, dude, the Eater of Worlds. Yeah. Oh, that would be so um, But that also, but I think they're going to do that because it also brings in the Silver Surfer Correct. as the Herald of Galactus. And, and but then, apparently, the first villain that's going to come in, like the first, you know how they had like yeah, smaller, the minor villains that uh, that set up the big villain. Like Loki was a minor yeah. villain until Loki until we realized it be, was Thanos was the big villain. You know, it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. Oh, cool! So he is technically a future version of Nathaniel Richards, who is Reed Richards. Like son, yeah, it's it's a mind fuck, but he's a time traveler. And if you look at like the the Loki uh, teaser trailer, Loki's wearing the uh, the time var- the TVA jumpsuit because he got arrested by the time variance ordinance. Oh, oh, oh right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, their their main person they try and track down is Kang. So basically, like Kang is gonna be the first person because remember in Endgame, Tony says if you fuck with time, time fucks with you back. Oh yeah, and this is gonna be repercussions a, of it, and it's gonna be Richard yep. Reed's son like bouncing through time trying to be a. Yep. So Oof. yeah, so that that's our that's Marvel lot, talk because that's gonna bring in a lot of like feels if they bring in the Fantastic uh, dude, Four and the son, uh, which they will. Guy has to fight his son in the from the future. I don't know. Let last piece of Marvel before we get into our overarching conversation. Sure. Um, who would be the perfect Wolverine? Because that's my all-time favorite superhero. Yeah, that's see, that's yeah, yeah. Wolverine's great, but like, so what they messed up, like Hugh Jackman, perfect. But what they messed up was Hugh Jackman's like too six tall, to six. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, fucking Wolverine's five yeah, four. Wolverine's supposed to be the short Canadian, just ball of fury. Um, but who who could they get? That's that like, just like. Well, the perfect person is already in the MCU. What do you think? It would have been Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy? 
Yeah. Been perfect Wolverine. That would have been great. But he's Venom. But he's Venom. Yeah, um, I know. That's what I said. So he can't be. I, um, I guess my, he can't. my pick, my pick would be uh, Taron Egerton. I don't know who that uh, is. You ever seen The Kingsman? Yeah. He's the the main character. He's Eggsy in Kingsman. Oh, he's the kid. Yeah, that would be my pick. Really? Yep. I've I saw I saw a lot online circulating that Henry Cavill. He's too big. He's got the look though. Uh, so but I, he's way yeah, too but big. But he's also he's also like a monster of a human being. He was a great and Superman. He's also I don't know why Superman. Yeah, I don't know why they stopped that. It's because DC fucks everything. Yeah, up. DC's not been doing great. I mean, I, I no. well, Joker was good. I love Joker. Well, I mean, they're Batman movies. They do a great job. And I, yo, yeah, fucking hot take. I think that Ben Affleck was an underrated Batman as like a grizzled older Batman. Yeah, it worked. It just didn't. It wasn't like. It, it, the movie surrounding like, his character, he played the yes. character well, but the script in the movie surrounding that character. But the one good. thing that they fucked up was Batman's thing is he doesn't kill. No, he never does. And he fucking murdered the shit out of people in those movies. Yeah, that's not that's not a thing. That's not it's supposed to be. A thing. Um, Neither does Superman. But I also none, none of them really. But I kill. think the cool thing about like that Batman, he reminded me of like. Uh, now, this is how big of a nerd that I am into this shit. I don't even play video games, but I've watched a lot of, like, the Arkham Knight uh, gameplay from, like, uh, the video oh, games. Oh, yeah. Ever seen Dude, that? I, 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 I burned through Arkham Asylum, the first one. I fucking yes. 100% it. Like, I and went that's like, through that game. That's, like, older Batman who, like, has gone through the death of Jason Todd and the Red Hood and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the Batman that I like. Like I love that Batman, but I'm excited to see what they do with Robert Pattinson's Batman. So do I, because it's going to be the young Batman. It's going to be like we yeah, never. This see, is like year we one. We never see year two. Yeah, like year two is what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. like he has a sick like muscle car Batmobile, which is that's oh, kind of fucking cool. Uh, I'm so glad we got to nerd out. Yeah. Too. Wait. The um. What was I about to say? Oh, oh, uh, Muhammad Ali as Blade. That's going to be cool. Oh, uh, Mah- Mahershala. Mahershala. Ali. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's going to be great. Muhammad <laughs> Ali would be a very awkward choice for Blade, yeah. <laughs> Mahershala yeah, Ali is Blade. He floats like a no, butterfly, casting, bites like a see, vampire. I'm, I'm very excited for like the early movies. I'm not that excited for Black Widow because I feel like I've seen enough of that character. Well, this is just, I, th- I think it is a I think it is uh a little tip of the cap. That's exactly what I was just going to say. It's thank you to to Natasha Romanoff and yeah, thank you doing, to Scarlett Johansson for being job, outstanding. But I think it's going to be a sick film, especially with No, and if it's anything like, because the reviews that I've seen, like the leaked reviews, have been like, it's like Winter Soldier's action, and I'm gonna lose my yeah, mind. Yeah, that's gonna be great, and it's it's got uh, was this what is his name? David Harbor. Yeah. As Red Guardian. Yeah, Red Guardian. Is that what his name is? Yeah, yeah he's like it. the Russian version of Captain. Yeah, exactly. America. Yeah, yeah, with the USSR. But I'm really excited for the Eternals. The Eternals looks good. I don't know the Eternals that well, so I gotta do a little dip dive into the old uh, this is, lore. This is our this is my last nerd explanation. So the Eternals are basically like children of the Celestials. The Celestials created the Eternals, and it's yeah, a, I know, the movie I know, was spent I know over thirty five thousand years. And but apparently, the twist in this is that this is gonna somehow explain the X gene. It's gonna explain how the X Men come uh. into the. Oh, I know, right, dude? That would be sick, and that that's why the mutations start. And that's why they start phase phase four, because now they kick off in the way that Iron Man introduced everything in the MCU. They're going to introduce the X Gene and the X Men. Oh, dude, they're going to do the they're going to do it right. I think they're going to 
try as hard as they can to make because that first X Men movie was so banging. But dude, X Two was great too. I liked X Two. Last uh, was that Last Stand or something like that? Last Stand is the third. Yeah, that one was alright. It was a good Dark Phoenix. X Two is X Men United, and then yeah, they do the Dark Phoenix storyline, which I didn't think was terrible. The new Dark Phoenix was trash. I heard it was trash. I didn't even see it. I saw a couple of the only thing I liked about the newer X Men was in uh, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past was a great one. I will not yeah, give that great. up. But the the one after that, I forget which one it was called. Was it X Men First Class? No, no, no. That was no one more. It was with the the four. Like he had the four people with him. He had like Angel with him with the weird wings. He had um. Oh my god. Ah, uh, we'll go. I forget. Into it later. Yeah, but it's the only good part about it was Magneto actually had like the magnetic. Like look uh, of like how yeah. things floated around him. Michael Fassbender was a really good. Man, yeah, he know. was. He was. He he had that cold look about him that uh, really worked out. <laughs> Just the cold stone face, man. All right, so let let's wrap this up with a conversation. Yeah. And we always go back into into the music industry, and and it's something that I picked Jimmy for this conversation because Jimmy ushered me into a new era of songwriting for myself and taught me a yeah. lot. And it's the idea of collaboration and compromise between songwriters and between bands. And so to be in a band, you have to learn to compromise and you have to learn to work with others. And um, yeah. James, you were the first person that I ever trusted enough to do that. Yeah. And I want I just want to start with thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. You respect welcome. my ear. I respect uh, yours. The shit out of yours. Well, I think the interesting thing is you're not a lyricist. No. You know, you're not like a... I'm but not you are someone that is the best song editor I've ever worked right. with. Yeah, I can arrange, I can compose. I can take what you give right. me and make it like I want to I, I cuz I can I, I'll I'll look at the bigger picture and like right. see how it goes from start to finish and I like that little thing. So, so I guess to structure the conversation I'll start with kind of how I I started as a songwriter and why James changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. And to any of the young songwriters out there, one thing that I can suggest is don't be territorial with your songwriting because when you do that you kind of you know, cut yourself off at the knees. You you kind of take away from what you can possibly become. Yeah. And so when, when I first started songwriting, I'd say from like 2012 to like 2016, like the way we wrote songs as a band is I wrote the lyrics and the music and then I came to the studio and we made minor adjustments, but we never changed the structure really. And then when Jimmy joined the band, like when we, we became a like serious band, Jimmy was the first one that ever I trusted enough. We spent enough time together in the songwriting perspective to have him say, fuck that shit. That's stupid. Let's, yeah. you know, change some things. Do you remember the first time that you ever made a change or like an, an alteration and you were like, okay, that's going on the uh, record? It was uh, probably... I got two that I would think of right away. It was from the same period of time. It was those first recordings back in Philly. Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, uh what's the name? Down uh too little too late. Too little too late was your biggest change. I would yeah, say. yeah, because I uh, I figured out the night before we went into the studio too. I was like yeah, sitting explain by myself. That story. And I was like, how the fuck are we gonna make? I, like, cause like, like if it doesn't sound right to me. I'm going to push and push and push and push until it does sound right, whether with a compromise, whether it's Colin's idea, whether it's my idea, or whether we jam out for 15, 20 minutes and we come up with something even better. And what's funny, too, is I want everybody to realize this. This, like, Because me and Jimmy have a very loving relationship. We're very close as human beings, and we're as close as you can get as artists yeah. because we are brothers in this thing. But me and Jimmy will have fucking legit throwdown arguments. And not like arguments, but like legit. Yeah, we'll get pissed like, at each other for sure. 
what we will we will go back and forth to the point where Jimmy will come up with something and I'll say no. I'll just be like, nope. no, that's not gonna fucking yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, no, and fuck, Jimmy, no, that's Jimmy gonna sound like, fucking horrible. Yeah, and, and so this <laughs> is. I think this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up and to think like just so bands know, like or songwriters know that like you can have these disagreements as long as you keep it. You yeah, know, and and you just know that it doesn't come from any malice. It's just like, like uh, creative ideas are some of the most personal and like, uh, you know, like uh, deep ideas that you have. So like, yeah. So I you, mean, it's so part you of feel, your your you being, feel very your passionate soul. about them, and there's nothing wrong with feeling passionate about it. And but not but at all. You know, there's also you know room for collaboration. You're not always right. I'm not always right, and that's totally fine. You know, we use. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you like my first moment where like I felt comfortable enough to let you step in and change something. What's that? Right. So, me and Jim were sitting on his couch in Fishtown, and. Uh, I brought in this song called Shine, and it was a song that I had written in college when we were like just fucking starting out that we wanted to put on like out as like the fucking real version of Foxtrot. And I brought him this, and I was like, "It's missing something. It's missing a fucking uh, after second chorus like bridge part." And I was sitting, and I was like, "And Jimmy, me and Jimmy had been drinking bourbon, and he just goes, he goes." I was like, I can't get anything out of me. And he goes, "Well, what's the fucking song yeah, about?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What's the song about?" And he forced these words out of me, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is..." And it took me out of my comfort zone. It took me out of my completely out of my comfort zone to where I was like, I almost turtled up for a second. I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, do I want to like share my words like this?" Because that was always my thing. I was very personal about words. Music, you can change music, but words don't fucking touch. Yeah, my words. exactly. But hates that Jimmy. He forced the words out of me. Paint yourself in shades of gold and disregard disregard the lies, the lies you, told, yeah. you told. And it's like I it's about feeling leaving, good about yourself. It's about like. Standing up for being you and only you and stuff like that. And I was like, well, write something like that then. <laughs> I was all <laughs> drunk on bourbon. But it, like, it worked. Yeah, I was it worked say, out really well. The thing is, though, when, when Jimmy, when Jimmy's drunk, too, when Jimmy's drunk, though, he like, goes on. He's just like, so what's the fucking song about? And he said it like a hundred times. So, <laughs> Yeah, I but was, like, I was I looking think, for a like, thesis statement for all you university kids out there that are doing classes from home. <laughs> now, Jim, Jim, with the, in the context of our band, right? When we, we the writing process still comes down to I, I write the words, correct. But how do you think that we've changed as far as a band in our in our writing the way we write songs? When you come down to the new stuff like Monster and uh, Tell It to the Internet and like right. everything that's coming out, right? What do you what do you think has changed? Um. So well, there's a lot more collaboration I think between multiple versions, multiple people in the band. Like Kenny will have an idea. Eric is coming in with some fly ideas. Er- I always say Erica's the foreman. Erica sits in the back and yeah, and she keeps just, the, she definitely keeps us on track and working. Yeah, yeah. she because we can go off and talk about dumb shit for a while, but she's like, guys, come on, I want to go to fucking bed. like who, <laughs> like who, like who would be the best Wolverine? Erica, yeah. Erica Ruiz started she's off like on five, Twitter like hashtag Erica foot. for Wolverine. Uh, Donald for Spider-Man. <laughs> the uh, what's the name? But I think like. Just having a bunch of people in the room, like adding uh, Will. Will's a musical, like just. I mean, Will. Will to me has been the linchpin. Yeah, Will. Will's helped a lot, especially musically, and like with harmonics, with melody and stuff like that. He really knows where where it is because he can hear it on a dime. It's insane how well that yeah. kid's ear is. I think between between my ear and Will's ear and technical knowledge, it's like kind of like this like cheat code yeah, yeah. in the get, back. Yeah, yeah, you can get what you actually want out of it as fast as possible. 
And then like that's the biggest <clears throat> thing. I think the turnaround too, and the way that we write songs, it's also different because I we used to not have as much of like a an incubation period, as much of like a uh tur- like it, it's a longer turnaround now to where we we take our time with songs and we we Yeah, we don't record it until it's right. And we do so much Ra- rather than rather than like have to write 12 songs to fill an album. Uh we write one song at a time, get it right, then go record that one song in one day and then not have to worry about all right, well, well, let's work on this song. Let's come back to this song. Let's work on this song. It's 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 well, you, you know, can concentrate more I, on on one song and it and it really works well, out. I th- I think one thing that's been very beneficial to us as a band has been kind of the death of ego in the way that we very much have learned each of us to play a part right. and not like I always it's a conversation we have in the studio a lot and like um I feel like there's like different moments where people are like, "Well, then I'm not doing anything." But it's kind of the thing where I I always say this. It's 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 what serves the song the best. Exactly. It's not, about, it's not you. about you. It's not about it's it's about Foxtrot whoever he is and the get down whoever they are. It's that. And the thing is, like I mean, from 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 I can give us both examples. Like right now, I've been trying to have you do something that you don't want to do, and it's I, I've been trying to write a song in a four four pocket. And you're just yeah. like, I don't want to fucking Actually, do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I have an idea. No, it's not in a four-four pocket, but I have an idea that I wanted to run by you about you? something else we can do after the podcast. But um, okay. Uh, yeah, you you're trying to do. You're listening to collaboration happen right now. Yeah, yeah, gentlemen. exactly. And uh, well, another thing was like when you were writing Monster, I don't know what you were doing, but I was like, I kind of want to play the drums like this, and I just started playing a drum beat, and you were like, oh. Yeah, like you, I think you were trying to have yep. it slower and like more of like a, like a, a rock and blues kind of like uh, yep. uh, thing on the drums, and I was like, nah, I'll just like play like a, catch a, you know, that's when I played the four four pocket, and it really worked out in Monster. But and that was like such an odd thing too, because when people hear Monster, um, we tried to model the drum sound after like um, Queens of the Stone Age, and we took all the air out of the drums, but it's like it's such an odd thing. It's. I remember the first time you did that that pre-chorus part. We were doing like, yes. You hated it, and I was. And I looked at you, and I went. I just shook my head. I went, no, fuck that. That will never work. I remember you saying that. The funny thing is, so along the the lines of collaboration, we um, you know, I sent that to our producers that we were going to be working with, both Eric Bogax and Trey Sasser, who we interviewed last week on the podcast, and they were like. Yo, that pre-chorus thing Jimmy did in the third version of that song is the fucking money. And I was like, really? I was like, I fucking hate yeah. that. And they were like, no, you're wrong. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> yeah. everybody. And then when we did it, and I remember a specific moment in the studio when we were listening back to like your drum track, we shook hands. I like, I gave you like a a, a fucking like, yeah. I hit you with like the up and like break it kind of yeah, a high five yeah, yeah. and and I was like you were right dude yeah. I will be the first person when something works to be like yo that was yeah, right yeah exactly right. I was exactly. wrong exactly and I do the same thing and that's that's okay you can argue about it for days just as long yeah. as you get something that you both are okay with then like that's that's the beauty of it and I that's the best thing for the fans want too the best. exactly 100% you know but i mean there's one other like there's one like story that i want to go over and it was something that i do individually outside of the band um and I go, I write for a songwriter, I, I write for CSAC, and I go to Nashville, and I go to L.A., and I write with different songwriters. And it's been fruitful in the fact that we have a song on the new record called Never Get Enough mm-hmm. of You that was written in a co-write in Nashville on Music yeah, Row. big ups to Charlie. And then, uh, we have a song that's coming out, 
Oh, man. I'm going to say it now because this is coming out on Monday. But we have a song that's coming out in two weeks uh, that was a collaboration between us and the uh, one of the members. He's a, a past member of AWOL Nation named Kenny Kenny Carkeet. Um and it was just a co-write in L.A. and it just went up being really cool. And we actually like sent the track back to back to Will and he put horns on yep. it. Um, but Jimmy, me, Jimmy came down for a songwriting set. I took him down for a week of songwriting in Nashville. I want him to get his yeah. feeding because I I just take his opinion very highly and I think he's a great I think he's a great editor and a great song constructor and I just wanted to see what would happen. What was that experience like for you, dude? Jim? That that was so much fun to be able to like uh, just you know take. It was almost like a vacation, you know. It was a working vacation, but it was a vacation because, you know, like yeah. you got to go down and you had to just solely concentrate on music. You didn't have to worry about like going and going to work or going home and doing this, doing that, and like just getting up for. Yeah, there's there's no compartmentalizing. Exactly, down there you just all you're doing you just, is focusing on. You had you like the best way to go about it was to have just like a, a blank slate in your head, like just clear mind. And you were and just it was, immersed. It was, it, was, it was wonderful. It's almost cathartic in a way because you just go down there and it's just the only thing you can concentrate on is uh, you know singing a song. You know what I mean? Like as 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 it, that sounds kind of like that. Not to diminish it, but like yeah, like that's my favorite thing to do. So like going down there and doing it for. You know, five days in a row. Five days. Yeah, that was like the best. And then you know, you go grab a beer with the person. Like we we went out and grabbed tacos with Sarah Clanton. Oh, Sarah Clanton. Yeah, yeah, do that. I was so listening Sarah to that. Clinton. I was listening we to that the other day. The the one with the cello. Where the flowers bloom. Yeah. So we. This is actually a cool story. So we were writing on uh, in the NSIA building, whatever National Songwriters building on Music Row. Major stunt. That sounds so yeah, fucking it cool. Yeah, cool. it does sound cool. It was a house. <laughs> it looked like somebody's house, but it was cool. So, yeah, that's all it is, dude. If you go down to Music Row, which is a bunch yeah, of houses. Yeah, houses with signs outside. <laughs> so, we, it's me, Jimmy, and Sarah, and we write we write a pretty cool song. She's a cello player from Nashville, and we uh, we go out and we get tacos at this place called Bar Taco. And I'm wearing one of my shirt. The shirt, it says, uh, City of Brotherly Love on it. And we walk in the door. And we go get a spot at the bar. But as I'm walking, somebody grabs me by the back of the shirt. And she's like, are you from Philly? And I was yeah. like, yeah, what, what yeah, the fuck about it? it? You? Like, you got a problem? Like, what's the deal here? And like, that's how I took it, too. I was like, yeah, why? And she was like, I'm from Philly. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, I remember she was that. like, no That way. older lady with her husband. Which, by the way, happens everywhere we go. So she goes, um, like, we go over to the bar, and she buys us a round of drinks. And she, like, starts taking care of us. And she's like, um... Do you know somebody by the name of Ryan? I'm not going to put the guy's last name in here because I don't want to yeah, like, yeah, blow yeah. him up. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I was just with him yesterday. Uh, he is the manager of the bar that I work at. And she goes, you work at City Tap House? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, what the <laughs> fuck? So I FaceTime Ryan sitting at the bar. And I'm like, yo, with your girl. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a small fucking yeah, world. Yeah, it's a small but, world. Um, Philly follows us everywhere, man. I mean, well, one thing that I did learn from that experience was it's one thing I've learned from all these experiences that collaboration is not like just like a small time thing. And it's that, you know, I feel like as people f not from an LA or a Nashville or a New York and you go to these places and you're like, Oh man, I hope I can cut it. Like, I hope, you know, with right. these fucking people dude. nine times out of 10, I've every time I've ever walked in a room, I'm like, yo, I'm fucking as good, if not better than these people. Yeah. And it, like, I wonder if you felt that way when you walked I in. I did not. I did not, but you do have to, I mean, I, I try to, I, I, I have very good fake confidence. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you walk into a room and you're like, oh, we're going to this little, like, 
this place on Music Row that we're going to write with somebody who does this for a living. You're like, holy shit, what the fuck? But then as soon as you get in there, you realize what it is. It's not as it's not as uh, static or as like stagnant as you yeah, thought it would it, be. Because like, like... it was more it was a cool room. It wasn't like you going in there and you're writing a song. It wasn't like a static and it wasn't like you're um you're in this room to write music. It wasn't. Yeah, Almost yeah, like a doctor's you, you, like, office. That's feeling. what I it had my that. like going into it. It's gonna be like more of a conference room kind of thing. But no, it was kind of like some like it was like a lounge area. It was kind of. I mean, we went, we to, went to Charlie's house, house and we went to that other guy. We were right that country song. There's a slow dance coming on. Oh, that was so yeah, much that was fun. That we guy was cool. House. But the thing is, like, I, I like when we go to those places, like. I do do this, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, a novice. I'm not, like, some amateur. We've had songs right. on the radio yeah, all over exactly. the country, and, you know? Like, we're you fucking know, you legit. Get to, you, get, you get more comfortable with it when you do it. Like, I'd never done it before, so I walk into this place, and I don't know what's going to happen, but we sit down with this girl who's cool as shit. She's got a cello in her hand. She's got purple hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're sitting on couches. Yeah, and it was I'm fucking like, badass. I, I sit dude. at a keyboard, and I just start playing, like, bass notes. Colin picks up a guitar, and we start going, and that was it. It wasn't, like, uh, you know, start, finish. You know, it was it was very fluid and nope. very 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 fun. Well, I think too. Like, I learned something about you on that trip too, because Jimmy actually got a writing credit for "Never Get Enough of You" because it was a session between me and Charlie and Kenny, yeah, or and and Jimmy, and we fucking banged this shit out. And it actually wound up making the record. So yeah. you know, it's a a situation where yeah, yeah we can we hang with this. anybody, Jim. I like it. But more than anything, you taught me the 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 virtue of of collaboration and and concession and growth so thank i want to give that up thank to you man you. you taught me patience and uh you know jimmy I, mean? I love i love writing songs i mean because dude, you, j- you do come out with uh uh you know you have a way of going about the uh acoustic guitar of uh playing every instrument at once on the acoustic guitar so yes. it's really fun to, uh, to yes. instead of construct construct songs deconstruct what you want out of the song and make it the song and it's really fun to help you do that Jim, how does it feel to just write with somebody who brings you absolute bangers every time? <laughs> just banger after <laughs> banger after acoustic banger. The one you, the one you kept sending me, that Bro, one's a cool is... one. I like it acoustic though. We'll, we'll yeah, talk, I like we'll that song a lot. No, I agree with that. Actually, Will is programming up uh, uh, a thing right now for me to get to be able to send you a um, a, a better demo. So tonight, I'm actually going to focus on putting together a really good demo to send okay. it, but I finished the song. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me, um, I would love to hear it. All right, so that's enough exclusive yeah, 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 information yeah, yeah. for the people, yo. Um, Jim, I just want to say, because we're going to wrap this up now, love I fucking too, love you. Um, I can't wait to <laughs> nuzzle your beard in a week. Um, and we'll do this again soon. Jimmy oh, will be back on the podcast ASAP, fun, buddy. Man. I can't wait to do this again. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, fucking thank you for tuning in for another episode. We'll have another one this week with Erica as well. We're also going to have our buddy Jake Floyd from the band The Orphan, The Poet, call in as well. Awesome. Jake's Jake's calling in? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. He was player. cool, dude. Um, all right, yo. So uh, me, from me and Jimmy, I just want to say, fuck yeah, you dude, guys. Yeah, have fun. Happy you. quarantine, everybody. Peace. Happy quarantine, y'all.